hello and welcome to uh, those muckrakers. Uh, I'm Pete, and I'm Pat, and uh, this is episode. What episode? I never remember what episode is this. This is episode thirty-one. So, as a landmark, episode thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> Our SoundCloud account has been canceled, so right now, until we resolve the issue, you can only listen to the first, uh, the, the most recent three episodes, but we're going to get that back uh, up and running, because we're a professional we only, outfit here. Yep, you can only listen to the most recent two episodes, episode 29 and 30. I don't know if they'll let us upload this one, because we're out of space, so we'd have to delete one of those other two. No, no, we're not deleting shit. The record must stand. <laughs> uh, if you've been yep. watching the news, which I assume if you listen to this, you haven't. Uh, we here at Those Muckrakers are proud to be a uh, an enemy of the people. We are. The, um, the enemy of the people. So dishonest. So very, very fake news. So, this is... So, uh, man, like I don't know where you want to get into this, uh, but I want to open it up by going... Sure. Um, I feel so bad for the um, the Trump White House staffers. Uh, because they run, at, I don't. If you don't know this, uh, it's in books and stuff. It is fascinating. They run an around-the-clock uh, interference game to only bring the president good news about himself. And the other day, he figured out how to Google himself, and now wants to regulate Google because he couldn't find anything good about him on Google on like the first page. Okay, so what do I do? The the internet now, and I just type in T R J. Wait, hold on. I'm a very stable genius. I know how to spell my own name. You know that there are some people going, shit, he knows how to Google himself. You never Google yourself. Fuck, who let him near Google? I thought we had him set up with, what is it, Microsoft Bing? (laughs) Yeah, so that he'll never find anything. We had him set up with fucking Netscape. What are you doing? He was on Netscape with Ask Jeeves. That hasn't worked in 30 years. All uh, he can what, find is like reports for him being a real estate mogul, and he'll get a cameo in Home Alone 2. That's the most would, recent article that Bing could find about him. I would tell him if you want to Google yourself and not find anything, just come on and interview on those muckrakers, because I'm sure that we don't show up in any Google searches. Well, yeah, apparently our YouTube does, but uh, last week's episode is still not on YouTube because uh, I had to find a copy of, what's it called, Microsoft Movie Maker from Windows uh, seven. It was the Windows 10 one is terrible. Windows 10, everything is awful, and I had no idea until I get a fresh copy of Windows 10 and all of their free programs again. Uh, Windows 10, word awful, cannot use it. It's total abject garbage. I had to use a 2007 disk I, to reinstall I... Word. <laughs> that 2007 isn't even well, Windows 7. That's much further back than that. I, for That's, one, will uh, be super happy... Uh, whenever we hit the computer wall where microprocessors can't be made any smaller and then technology just stops jumping forward in computing power every year. Yeah, yeah, like every year it's supposed to get twice as good as the year before it, but the problem is that we're reaching the singularity where computers just can't get any better because the microchips can't get any smaller. And the one way around this was to grow microchips. Like it would be organic um, material that you could use to um, create even smaller and smaller microscopic microchips. But the problem with that is, is that after years of financing research into that, the uh, person that started that research was actually a scam artist and he had never been working on it the whole time. And he just found <laughs> out the whole thing blew up that's the, yeah that guy was like i got the quantum computer and they're like can we see it and he's like no 
Uh, I, rem- <laughs> I remember that. So that guy is actually, he's, that's my fear of the Mueller investigation, that we're pouring all this money and stuff into it. And he's like, I got really big things, really big things. You're going to mm, hang on to your socks. It's going to be good. And then the end of it, we're going to be like, fine, show us. And he's going to be like, uh, so you know that whole time I was supposed to be investigating? Yeah, I didn't do any of that. Yeah, Mueller's just he's another microprocessor guy. Yeah, I didn't actually. Well, if he's well, not if he's not doing it, people sure are going to jail based on the stuff he found. And if you want to know which side of the aisle's actually biased, just keep in mind that Kent Starr, the guy that um prose- the special prosecutor for Bill Clinton, he was Republican. The special prosecutor for this current Republican president Mueller's also Republican, lifelong Republican. Yeah. They're always Republicans that do the investigations because when it's a Democrat, oh, another Democrat can't possibly do it because that'll be biased. But when it's Republican, oh, it has to be a Republican or else they'll be biased. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's actually the Republicans that are biased. It's the Democrats are the ones that are trying to be fair and even-handed here. But yeah. that's just my take on things. Um. Well, yeah, it's 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 a it's a fucking mess. Uh, I didn't like Ken Starr because Ken Starr, if you've ever seen him, looks like the bad guy in a nice mid-90s political thriller. The, huh, how so? He's just got that wheezy little face and those little glasses and, like, you know that, like, Harrison Ford would, like, punch him out for something, you know, like, like he would have the, he would have the dossier that he was going to give to China or something, you know, like, he just looks like that kind of guy. Oh, I have amazing news. Speaking of dossiers, the, um... So Nunes went to uh, England recently to speak to MI6 in person to demand answers about the Steele dossier, and you know what MI6 told him? Uh, wait, who went to demand uh, info? Nunes. Tell me that they karate chopped him in the neck, or they just <laughs> shot him with a dart, and he woke up back in like Washington. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, MI6 was like, "Yeah, you can, uh, you can just get the fuck right out of here, man. The, uh, the door's behind you." Yeah, because uh, you're not... So the thing is, as we've said before, um, politics in America are very skewered, and a lot of the things we do don't make any sense in that, like, we live to serve end-stage capitalism in which, like, the system has run amok, but the system has enough money to pay people to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to let anybody come into my house and tell me that I get to go to the doctor for free. No one's going to come into my <laughs> house and tell me that uh, my public tax money should fund, uh, um, you know, citywide transportation that's both efficient and affordable. The hell with that! Like they don't understand that we're 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 our spin doctors have gotten to the point where we're so easily brainwashed yeah. that like we will so kill. We vote against our own best. Yeah, interest. yeah, we'll vote against our own best interest. Other countries aren't like that. Other countries are watching in horror uh, and have a more balanced balanced viewpoint. Like. We talked before about, like, uh, Denmark, when people were like, oh, Denmark's a failed state! And, like, the Danish were like, uh, no, actually, it's, uh, if you look at our ratings, they're, they're very good, and people are very, very happy, and they get to go to, to college, and, 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 and uh, you know, the... Oh, uh, free college! I bet that's great! Uh, actually, yes, it is. It's, um, people rather enjoy it. Yeah, well, what? If you went to college for free, why would you ever leave? I don't know, man. Have you ever been to college? Look, I'll give you a little, uh, you know, to address that whole thing, I'll give you a little story. Uh, all right, so we all went to college. We were all young. We drank like it was our job, you know, like we abused our bodies in terrible ways, right? And it was awesome because you could it was just the best. Yeah, it, it was the best. But you could just bounce back okay, up. Bigly. 
You know, in college, at that age, you could you could be like, hey, we're going to go out and get crucified! Woo! And, like, everyone would go do it, and then you just you pull yourself off the cross the next day and go to class, have some coffee, you're good. That doesn't, that doesn't happen in your 30s, you know what I mean? Nobody into, yeah, like, their so. 30s and 40s is like, you know what? I want to do this forever. Yeah, no. Like, um... You only say you want to do it forever in your 20s whenever you can actually wake up and go, oh, that was awful. I never want to do it again except for tonight. Yeah, woo. In your 30s, you're still saying, oh, I never want to do that I mean, again. Like look, two weeks later because I... you still feel bad two weeks later. <laughs> Thanks to the great state of New York, uh, I basically got a subsidized master's degree, uh, you, know, uh, you know, based on, like, working stuff. So, like, the state... Uh, in exchange for, for, you know, for me, uh, you know, working for the Department of Education, uh, you know, basically put me through uh, a master's degree, which is great. Um, but, like, I don't so want to... So you mean to tell me that uh, one of the most, uh, one of the richest states in America also has a really good socialist college system, Peter? So I'm going to tell you something, dude. I could not wait to not be in college anymore. There was nothing about there that goes, oh, you know what, I'd like to stay here forever. <laughs> so so you mean they were paying for your college and you didn't just stick on and do that till the end of time? Yeah, I wasn't like, can I scam them for another degree? Like, dude, uh, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> like, people are dumb. But yeah, so... The, the, the yeah, because <laughs> like, here's the thing, once you... If as long as you don't have a shit job, your job probably requires you to like learn a set routine and then you just kind of do it, right? With college, it's always new classes, new routines, new things to learn, new things to do. That's fine up to a point, and then you're like, okay, can I just like actually do something? Yeah, I don't know if you've. I don't know if these people but that think that wh uh, whatever. Whatever happens, though, I will say that Denmark has a much higher graduation system than uh, America. So what is it about having to pay for college that makes people want to stay there forever, huh? Yeah. That's how reality looks. Well, it's if be, you want to talk about cost the, versus The idea cost. is people don't under, seem to understand that uh, p uh, the, the population being not educated and being poor doesn't just hurt poor people. You don't live in a bubble. It hurts all of us. You know why they can't bring that shiny factory to your town? Not uh, the, the the pool for, for uh, workers there is not big enough. Like, they don't they have the skill set to work there. They can't do it because they're not giving my boss another pay raise. That's what Trump needs to do. Reduce regulations and give my so, boss a pay raise. I'm super glad you spoke about pay raises. Uh, so is his cancellation of pay raises in your notes the no what's this oh about? yeah so let me go ahead and sit you down down by the fire and uh not to seduce you to tell you a story i realize that sounded really really sexy when i'm like let me let me sit you down by the fire and, and tell you a story but, um but so now that you've uh, disappointed our audience go ahead so, and not seduce us so so trump just canceled the uh federal cost of living raise for all the federal employees citing we don't have the money in the budget for it Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was two point one percent. It was like a two point one percent raise. It wasn't even like a big raise. It was just the basic cost of living, meaning like if your salary is going to yeah. stay competitive with like the cost of living increasing, you need this raise to stay current. He just canceled it after giving a tax cut to the richest Americans. He's like. Yeah. and like the Republicans are freaking. If um, you're gonna be able to afford bread next week. Might need this cost of living increase. Uh, yeah. So, like, like um, it also the people in all the terrible Jeff Foxworthy, if no one can tell. If in a bunch of states that went Trump, there's also a lot of federal employees. I think the biggest places that are going to be affected are going to be obviously D.C., uh, Texas, and I want to say maybe the state of Virginia. 
Anyway, places that went Trump, he's canceling their cost of living raise. The dude that's gone on enough golf tours uh, to, I think, feed all the homeless veterans for a year is saying there's not yeah. money um, in the uh, this, in the budget this for is, a basic cost of this living is, raise. Like, that, that's the thing about this president. Not only is he fucking infuriating, but everything that he actively does is stuff that he accused Obama of doing. Like, he's all like, Obama goes golfing more than any other president sad but then whenever he gets in office he literally has gone golfing more than every other president combined like well, he takes three to four day weekends every single week to go on golfing vacations that cost the taxpayers 25 million dollars a day because of how much it costs to uh protect the president and, out of and DC. let's talk about, let's talk about the real thing here golf fucking sucks and the people who Is play it too? suck like, like I've at been... least, at least <laughs> if he was gonna go play like Mario on the Switch every weekend, I could understand. You that. know what? But if no, the president, if the president was like a Mario Kart fiend, I'd respect that. <laughs> if the president really did, would. if the president went out and shot hoops, you know, anything. So what people are doing to cover for all this is Folks, they go, okay. What we need to do is be able to take the shortcut on Rainbow Road. Okay, <laughs> the blue shell needs to be nerfed. All right, sad. Um. So yeah, That's like uh, they, so they keep. <laughs> here's the thing. So people keep pointing out. They're going. The stock market's higher than it's ever been. And I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be just like if you, if you, do you remember the 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 waning days of Kmart before it really fell apart? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like because, these places uh, like <laughs> the. Uh, Right before Kmart died, its um, profits skyrocketed because everything they put everything at like half off. Yes, they're just trying to like so, push all the inventory out yeah, the door. Yeah, if, if you ever walked into a Kmart, that's kind of the stock market right but now. So people, yeah, people are just walking right, out level, with like. Go ahead. So that level of prices is just unsustainable for Kmart. If they had continued at that rate you know they would have bankrupted anyway but they weren't doing this to sustain themselves they were doing yeah. this just to cash out and um, you know liquidate all their merchandise and then exactly move on. people i mean people were i remember people were like buying the shelves you know they were selling like the shelves stuff was on like it, it looked like a, a like a post hurricane like when people were like we gotta get all the bread you know um like yeah. so that's what's happening in the stock market. Also, the stock market is more of an indicator of rich people hoarding their wealth than the average per it's it's yeah. not a reliable indicator for how the economy is doing. Also, if you remember when the stock market crashed, uh what happens when it crashes? It peaks. Like it hits a top. Yeah. Uh it goes way, way up yeah, and then it just fucking falls apart. Yeah, now does a balloon pop whenever it has a medium amount of air in it or a whole hell of a lot of air in it? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. what we're looking at right here. The stock market has to swell and then reach like a point in which it's completely also, unsustainable. Of course, and then... the stock market would go up under this guy. He's basically you got a president who's like insider trading. Well, yeah, he's insider trading, but also keep in mind he's not very smart. Yeah. And mostly what he does is just rubber stamp stuff that the GOP hands him, and the GOP is all you know beholden to their wealthy benefactors, which are all Wall Street cronies. So yeah. all the GOP wants to do is just slide deregulation stuff to Trump, and he'll rubber stamp all of it like the you know good little lackey puppet he is. So all those people that are posting that like, ah, the stock market's never been better, when we're eating our boots... Tune into those muckrakers, please. Give us a rating, because uh, we'll talk about it.
Papa, please tell me what life was like before the sky disappeared. We had Shut a, up, son, and eat your squirrel. We had a president. Oh. We had a mighty president named Trump, and he was he was working for the people, but but the the the, the deep state didn't like him, so they crashed the stock market to make him look bad. Was it worth it, Papa? Yes, it was, son. We sure <laughs> triggered those liberals good. Now eat your dirt. We sure triggered them good. <laughs> now eat your dirt soup. Pretty much, There's yeah. no water in my dirt soup. All the water's communist. Yeah. The liberals drink the water. Um. So, yeah, Small like... plants crave. I finally... Oh, by the way, I finally blocked somebody on my Facebook because I got tired of their stuff. Uh, yeah? They were just posting... They were posting stuff that was blatantly untrue. Uh, Just all of the Trump memes, just constantly... And uh, one of them, I said, "Hey, man, this is this is this is false information, and it's blatantly untrue, and you're a fool for posting it." And he just, and it was the weirdest reply. He goes, "I was waiting all day for shit talkers. The only shit I trust is the shit I take in the morning." And I'm like, "I'm just gonna fucking stop following this guy." Why would you trust your own shit? I mean, this. I mean, that's like that one serial killer who listened to his dog, right? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> son of shit. This guy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, son of Sam, it'll be son of morning poop. <laughs> I took a I took a what? shit in the morning. It told me to go shoot somebody. This is um. I look. I don't so trust. You know the, I don't trust life advice of anybody who's doing worse than me. That includes like uh, digested remnants of food living in my toilet bowl. Yep. Yep. So, uh, do you want to talk about uh, Spiro Agnew? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about old Spiro. I I don't know what's going on with him. Um, now, is he, he was the guy that was the vice president that had to step down under Nixon, right? Yeah, he's, um, Nixon's first vice president. What did he get in trouble for? Oh, no, no, we're, we're just talking about his lawyer. Oh, he had a lawyer? uh, personal, yeah, his personal lawyer during the whole Nixon impeachment thing. Yeah. And, uh, also he was involved in a lot of other really bad stuff. So, um, the best part about what all happened last week with, uh, Cohen testifying that Trump's, yeah, definitely a criminal, and Manafort's a criminal, and all this other stuff is going on, right? Like, truly terrible stuff happened with Trump last week, which plunged his approval ratings to the lowest we've seen That's actually something I want to talk about. His approval ratings are actually so low now that there are more people that want him to be impeached than don't. Um, There are... there are, in fact, 13% more people that want to see him removed from office. Not just disapproved, but they want to see him removed right. from and office. Right, and if you guys remember, impeach, impeach doesn't just mean uh, you're fired. Impeach can mean uh, Congress and the Senate shaking uh, their finger uh, at you. Uh, to actually yeah, have a sitting impeach. president removed is a, lot, is a much bigger deal. Yeah. So, but right now he has a 36% approval rating, which sounds about right. About a third of this country. So, and that's and that's what we talked about. And was even under, under Nixon. Percent, and 46, 49% rather of all people want to see him removed from office. Yeah, and we talked about that. Even even under Nixon, uh, you had a you had a strong core of 35%. So. His his approval yep. ratings will probably, and that's most of the statist- statisticians yep. and people that I that we read and stuff have said, uh, is that no matter what, he'll never lose that diehard thirty five percent because they're already lost. Yep. They're so they're so far into him that like they'll never like they'll never change their mind about him. Yeah, and the thing is, is that I know a lot of people who are part of that thirty five percent. Right? Like, these aren't people that I'm mildly acquainted with. These are, like, largely family members and stuff like that. Yeah. People have known my entire life because I'm 
in southeast Georgia. So yeah, of course I do. But I know a lot of these 35% and their deal is, if you're wondering why, how could someone look at all this and still approve of Trump, they don't. Right, they don't look at this. They tune out whenever the news right. gets bad. So they're not because they've already made up their mind that Trump is their Jesus. He is the person they're going to follow through thick and thin. If anyone says a bad word about him, they just won't listen. They'll assume that it's wrong. They'll assume that it's a lie. Anytime someone like Giuliani goes on TV and goes America, they're like, "Yes, yeah, see, there you go. This person says that he's okay," I, and that's always... what they listen to. They watch Fox and Friends and they don't laugh like the rest of us do. They watch Fox and Friends and go, "Yeah, that's right. Judge Janine has some good points and all this other I... stuff." I always look at like how credible stuff is, and then I look for numbers backing it up. And most of his stuff is statistically and like numerically by the facts untrue. Um, yeah. All the all the stuff that he and, says. And I mean, like if you tune into PolitiFacts, they have a running list of all of his lies, and they usually it's usually stuff like him saying. Uh, it, it was not raining whenever he gave his inauguration yeah, speech. Yeah. And then they'll show a video of it raining while he gave his inauguration speech, right? Like, yeah. that's the type of stuff they have. Provably false things. And this is what's mind-blowing about that is that I remember back when I was in elementary school and we were having a lecture on the difference between facts and opinions. And the example that the teacher brought up to explain to us, you know, how you can tell what's a fact versus an opinion is... Uh, and a, a fact would be whether or not it's raining outside, right? If it is or it isn't, that would be a fact. An opinion would then be whether it's raining or not is good or bad, right? Like, we can respect each other's opinion if Peter's like, it's raining, it sucks. I'm like, no, it's raining, that's cool. And we can respect each other having a difference of opinion. But if I'm like, Peter, it is raining outside, and you're like, it is not raining outside. And I look out, and I'm like, but it's clearly raining. Look, it's right there. And you're like, no, it's not! And then, like, you scream, libtard! And then... I don't know, drive off in your truck spewing coal everywhere. It's like, that's that's bizarre. Like, how can... It's not... I mean, am I supposed to respect that opinion? Well, it's not... It's not an it's, opinion. It's, it's not really wrong. bizarre. You know, this answers a question that we've always... We've asked throughout history is, you know, oh, how did the how did the diehard Nazis follow Hitler when clearly they, he, everything he was doing hurt Germany, you know? How did people follow Pol Pot when he was ruining the country and this, that, and the other? Um, and that's because there is a subset of people that, like... Will will latch on to a strong uh, a strong charismatic leader and then follow him. Um, and these these no. people that rise to power and do that is because they have that weird sort of personal charisma um, that uh, that people follow. And now, if you're on the left or if you're a sane individual you could probably watch trump and feel nothing but disgust and be like how could anyone find this charismatic yeah the thing is is that it's because he's saying nothing but things that you find to be disgusting and abhorrent of course everything that paints everything about him as disgusting if you agreed with everything he was saying then suddenly you would start to see the appeal such as whenever he said you know maybe we should take guns away from people first and then prosecute them before we decide if they can keep their guns if we decide they're a criminal and like some liberals were like holy shit he might actually do this and then the republicans were like oh god he might actually do this yeah well, right I mean... like just for a, just for a heartbeat liberals could feel the way his opposition or the way his supporters usually felt right like well, oh god well, he's crazy and he might actually well, remember do we talked about the other thing too and about they the... and and the deplorables just for a heartbeat felt what we feel which is oh oh god he's crazy and he might just do something remember the thing too about the con men is that like uh 
They don't really don't. stand for anything, so you can't pin them down because then you can always go back and find when they were for that. And the, yeah, so there's some there's yeah. there's a little something for everybody. Like anybody can see themselves, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, in Trump. And there you got to remember too. There is also the weird, uh, surprising to me, like sort of racist reaction to Obama that I did not think would. I mean. I knew that racism's alive and well in America, but I didn't realize that the the racism would be so strong that people would shoot oh, down healthcare because it came from a black man. That's a powerful beating heart in America of racism. It's uh, absolutely insane how much of it still exists. And that's what he rode to power on. And then, of course, you know, there was the... Uh, remember, he's an illegitimate president. He, he rode to power uh, through hacked elections. People are now saying that, like... Uh, they would people that voted for him would not have voted for him if they'd known about this Stormy Daniels thing. Um, so he and there's well, other stuff coming that's out. That's insane. Yeah, we knew the whole time that he cheated on every wife with his next wife. We right. knew he was a cheater. But there's there's a there's a difference. That was though. well known. Right, but there was anyway. There's, there's there's a lot of stuff about that. But like those people will never change. They will blindly follow whatever they want to because it reaffirms what they think they already know. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. Um. God, I had something else I was going to say, but it slipped my mind. Um, uh, so you, you were going to tell me about Spiro T. Agnew, and we just got off on the cult of personality. We did, we did. There was something else on that I wanted to bring up, but I lost it. Screw it. So his, Okay, back to Agnew. Sorry, so his lawyer, he, his Agnew's <laughs> lawyer. What? Tell me, did Trump so, get Agnew's lawyer? Well, the best part of last week is what Spiro Agnew's lawyer talked about on Morning Joe's. And that's uh, one morning. And that's that uh, Trump could ultimately make this whole thing go away if he would just resign. The U.S. Intelligence Committee, Department of Justice, etc., ultimately do not want an eventual trial of is the POTUS a Russian plant. Hitting the public record for yeah. the same reason DHS would never admit if uh, voter counts or registrations were officially purged, it would completely... Right undermine faith in the U.S. institutional well, and election systems. Remember, they would so, much rather build yes, a case, so force resignations, and then let state prosecutors and, you know, prosecute these people for tax crimes and, you know, just sort of let those yeah. ships fall where they may. Because cause the thing about it is, so what makes our country special, I guess, or at least has made it special? What makes a stable country? Do you know what makes a stable country, sir? The... Yeah, the peaceful transition of leadership. Yes, the peaceful and respected on all sides uh, transition of of power. Uh, whether you be Democrat, Republican, Bull Moose Party, Whig Party, No Nothing Party, whatever, the uh, results of your election have to be mostly respected because once people start losing faith in that, then you've got all kinds of problems, man. That's when you start seeing... Uh, um, Whole sections yep. of the country become unstable with, uh, you know, like uh, insurgent type warfare and stuff like that, where like the Michigan militia is blowing up, you know, trucks on the federal highway and stuff. You know, like that's when that kind of stuff happens. When when the yeah. the, the the smooth so. transition of, of power. And as much as he is an illegitimate president, and I'd like to see it all redone, I really just want him to go away, and I want us to fix our election laws and stuff. Yeah. And just because of Trump's enormous ego, it is eventually going to result in this whole thing blowing up in his face and in America's face. And we're really going to have to get down deep into this infection and see what's down there and hopefully be able to treat it and fix it. Right. But that's going to cast such a dark. Un 
dark shadow on our election system because us the two of us know that voter purges probably happened the two of us know that he was definitely a russian plant and all this other stuff but the majority doesn't know that the majority doesn't realize that well there's like, already even you gotta remember so there's... this is gonna make it public official record that all that stuff happened if these trials occur and get drug out not only that but i mean if he would just step down now he could save himself his friends his kids his grandkids and any business associates he's ever had yeah. if he would just step down and let everyone well, roll his, the dice with his own like son said tax charges his own son said the other day before the googling thing that like you know all this bad news might make him suicidal and he is very old and he is very unhealthy uh so i'm just saying he may be the first president to commit suicide in office I, I want him to we've gone this far with him I want him to go just a little bit further so that we can see him impeached and removed and disgraced and let it be a fit because if he dies now from a heart attack or something or kills himself then we're looking at uh, you know those that 36% that still approve of him they're always going to doubt that uh, yeah um, that well, happened it's, because it's never official legal in, record. In, in, this, in this, we are in disagreement, and as in, to pull a little bit of the famous Watchmen comic in, uh, you are Rorschach, and I am Ozymandias, in that you're like, the truth must be known. And I'm like, I love that I'm Rorschach. I love Rorschach so much. And Doesn't he die at the end of that? Uh, oh, spoilers for anyone. Yeah, yeah, he gets exploded it. by Ozymandias. Um, but I'm and he finally takes his mask off at the end. And yeah. he's just a guy, right? That's my favorite part is that he's just some bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just you're just a dude. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that like I just want something even if it's built on based on a lie, as long as it uh brings us together, fixes things and makes life better for people. I don't care if we never find out the full truth about him being a Russian agent as long as we fix the election system and you know do some things differently so that it doesn't happen again. I don't think it's necessary that we see the full like Walter White end of Donald Trump, you know. Yeah. But well, Ozzy, that's what brings us to um What's going to be a well, you still huge did, heart You still didn't this. tell us what the hell... Sp oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. You did tell us about what Spira T. Agnew's lawyer said. I was like, yeah. what happened with Spira? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That brings us to um, what's probably going to be the heart of this uh, episode, which is a proposed timeline for Trump's impeachment. So I got a little bit for this that's not on the notes. And it might be on the notes. Um, we, are, we are approaching what's known as the 50 days before midterm elections. And yep. there's an unwritten rule that if you're, uh, you know, if you're investigating people and this, that, and the other, is that if you're going to announce any findings, you announce them uh, before that deadline of 50 days so that your announcements aren't politically biased and they don't uh, interfere with an election, even though Comey uh, freaking... Yeah, fucking uh, Comey. Good old, good old, good old, good old dumbass Comey, good old Barney Fife of the FBI. Well, well Andy... Oh Let's, let's talk about well, well, well. Let's talk about Hillary Clinton and the emails again. Um, let's talk about Wainers. Oh, hold on, I gotta say this right for Wesley's sake. Let's talk about Wainers' notorious computer. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is that everyone's talking about is that uh, Mueller might drop some bombs right before the uh, the, the the 50 day cutoff, uh, or he may not respect it and just plot along with the investigation. Um, so um, I'll be interested to see what happens with that, if anything. I think, now personally, I think that um, it's going to come down to uh, Manafort's next trial, the one that's next month. Right. Is um, That's going to start revealing some bombshells, and that'll cast huge dispersion. Well, there was an article on, um, already that said that 
Cohen Cohen told uh, I guess prosecutors that Manafort took fifty thousand dollars from a Ukrainian oligarch and gave it to the Trump campaign. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we already know so much stuff about him. And in fact, I found this great Reddit thread that's like the, what is it, uh, Manafort's Greatest Hits, talking about what a true lord of shit this guy is. And I'd like to get into that, too. But, I think, uh, well, I mean, yeah, my, my whole thing is, so, again... There's such an astonishing amount of evidence against him that the only reason it was um, eight guilties to ten we don't knows is because... The one holdout was a diehard Trump supporter who refused to give any sort of reasoning or rationale behind saying not guilty to those. And, oh, by the way, Manafort yeah. does not get off on those 10 accounts. It's a mistrial, meaning he does get trialed again for those. <laughs> yes! I didn't realize it was those were mistrialed. Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, that's, yes, the that's... only reason why they haven't started it already is because he has a completely different criminal trial to go into. And then they'll retrial it after that. Instead of sentencing him to prison, can we just sentence him to be in court for the rest of his life? <laughs> I mean, just you do realize that just from the eight counts of uh, guilty the other day, he's facing a possible 405 years of prison. I, so two things. Uh, so this is going to be my Super Bowl spread, my, my predictions, if you will. Manafort won't serve time in prison because either A, someone will kill him, or B, he will kill himself. I don't think he's going to kill himself because he still has hope. And I think he still has hope because he's only tried like meekly to flip. And he did, he did actually offer um, Mueller or he did offer to Mueller to flip based on certain criteria that's never been released to the public. And Mueller laughed at it and sent it back to him and said, no, thanks. So um, he's tried half-heartedly to flip, I, but he hasn't well, tried you harder gotta remember, to flip. Though, like he's in a weird spot because, because the Russians will kill him. Uh, yeah, they have, they have murdered people for less. So yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. If he flips, who can keep him safe? Uh, I mean, he could go into witness protection for the rest of his life. Because the Russians still haven't killed anyone on American soil. Do but you, for Manafort, they might. Do you think that the Russians? The Russian state would not be able to crack witness protection and find Paul Manafort? They might be able to. I mean, they're already... Russians are already everywhere. They can already hack our election and yeah. appoint their puppet president. His, his, only, his only saving grace would be to fake his own death, get plastic surgery, and then, like, just live on a fucking farm in Iowa. Like you, you do know what he's hoping for right now, right? I'm gonna and guess what his lawyers are trying to. Well, do. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction that he, what he's, what he's holding out for is to be relocated to an ostrich farm. <laughs> now, what he's hoping for is that, um, you know, because the ostrich skin jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He can wear them, but uh, he's hoping that his lawyers are trying to push back his. Um, because he was, they were given like 12 days to prepare for um, the next court, and instead of doing any sort of preparations whatsoever, they just ask for uh, another 30 days. And after that, they're probably going to ask for even more time. I d I'm pretty sure the extra 30 days has already been turned down, but they were given like one more week. Yeah. But anyway, they're trying to push it to pass the midterms. Because yeah. once the midterms are out, they believe that he'll get a, get a pardon. Oh, he's still holding on for that pardon. Um, yeah. Well, as Trump doesn't like anybody who tell who talks shit about him, um, I feel like he's going to turn on Manafort, too. I feel like he's not going to pardon him. Um, he still feels bad for Manafort because he still whines about it every time he sees that on TV. He's a good but... man. Paul Manafort's a good man. Um, fucking, yeah, like, he you turned, know, on, he turned ever... on Cohen super quick. 
Have you ever heard of this old movie called The Lords of War? Uh, possibly. Was that the Nick Cage yeah. vehicle? It's, I don't know. I didn't actually click on the link. But uh, it's about an arms dealer, uh, people that are responsible for selling weapons, and they cause just so many deaths, like out in third world countries especially. Okay. So what does this what? have to do with Paul Manafort? Paul Manafort is exactly like that, except he's the finance guy. If oh. a lord of war wants money to buy a shitload of AK-47s to sell to other people, they go to Manafort for funding, and he gets them the weapons. Paul Manafort is actually responsible for thousands and thousands of deaths indirectly. So, this, so, so you're telling me you're telling me that like the dudes, the arms dealers that sell guns are going to want him dead too. This guy doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I mean he's um he's. He stirred some rather rancid pots. And let me bring up the best of Manafort. I, I want to tell you like his resume, who all he's worked for in his life, and how quickly I can do that depends on how fast this feels like loading, which right now is just deplorably slow. Okay, here we go. Um, do you know? Uh, all Fernandez right, so let's wait. Well, let's Marcos? let's do this. Let's hold on. For, hold on just a second. Uh, if we're gonna do his, if we're gonna do his um his his uh, uh, job resume, uh, let's do it like you're an employer. And I am Paul Manafort. So you're reading my resume. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me. Uh, don't, here, I'll link it to you so that you can uh, see what I see. Do you see what I see? Oops, that's the wrong thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. It opened in Firefox. And if you know anything <laughs> about Firefox, you know that Firefox is going to have to update now. <laughs> like, it always does. I hate Firefox so much. Uh, to my viewers, uh, if you're using a browser, don't use Firefox. Use anything else. It's terrible. Um, all right, so we're at a job interview. I've handed you, I've handed you my um, my resume. Uh, I'm Paul Manafort. Uh, you, you. All right, let's go. So uh, it says here you work for uh, for for and Marcos, authoritarian leader of the Philippines from '65 to '86. His regime was famous for its corruption and extreme brutality, supported and supported by the U.S. government. In '86, Marcos fled to the Philippines with his stolen wealth and granted asylum in the U.S. government where he lived out the rest of his life in exile? Well, you know, I like to say that if it was good enough for the U.S. government, it's good enough for me, because I'm nothing if not a patriot. That's true, that's true. Mobutu Sese Soko, the military dictator of DRC, from uh, 65 to 97, seized power through a military coup d'etat. The classic African dictator... Deeply criminal, but willing to be a U.S. ally. Hmm, hmm. You're a very patriotic man, I see. Uh, yeah, you can see I've done a lot of work for uh, quote unquote uh, dictators, um, you know, but uh, it was all supported by the good old U.S. of A. Uh, what about this uh, Sani Abacha, de facto president of Nigeria from 93 to 98, seized power through a mu military coup d'etat, and for about five years he and his family were in power. They uh they stole five plus billion dollars from the government. You're gonna you're gonna want to go ahead and just maybe fast forward through this. There's a lot of um, uh classic uh African uh warlords that I've done some work for, um seized power, military coup, yada yada yada, uh Somalia, Kenya, you know. Next one's a coup. Coup coup. Uh, I'm I'm Kenya. very I'm very I'm very coup <laughs> I'm very coup fluent. I'm fluent in coup. <laughs> Your cuckoo for killing previous leaders. Yes, yes, yes. I, I we've made that joke before that we're we're cuckoo for for military coups. Vic Victor Yanukovych, president of the Ukraine from 2010 to 2014. He uh 
He's currently living in exile? Uh, you know, in Ukraine we have saying, uh, you say treason, I say, what? Where am I? Who are you? Ah, here we go. Uh, most recent employee, uh, or employer, um, Donald Trump, President of the United States. And if you'll notice, my work for Donald Trump so far by Wikipedia is not listed as a military coup. Ah, very, very nice. Oh, it actually says right here that you're so good at your job that your name was mentioned over 80 times in this 1992 report titled The Torturer's Lobby, How Human Rights Abusing Nations Are Represented in Washington. Says who? <laughs> mm, this document? Most documents? Says, says who? The document can't talk. <laughs> I rest my case. Yep. Ah, oh, man. And there's actually more stuff than this. Uh, in 2013, Manafort admitted to French investigators that he played a middleman. He's kind of... I'm not going to lie. Steel ...that led he's, to the death of a dozen French engineers. He's kind of the A-team of horrible military dictatorship coups. Very much like yeah. Paul Manafort. If you've got a problem and you'd like to solve it with torturing people and seizing uh, power through the military... I'm your man. If you can find him, and you can hire him, the Paul Manafort team. Yep. Oh, you know, there actually is almost... Uh, another person who almost shows up on his resume is John McCain. What, what did he torture John McCain, too? Was It was like, oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Manafort, I see you were in Vietnam, and you tortured down pilots. When, uh, when McCain was going to run for president, uh, one of the many people he interviewed was uh, Manafort, and the second he learned that he used to work for Russian oligarchs, he's like, nope, and he just tossed it in the trash and kept going. Yeah, I would too. So the one thing on Manafort's uh, uh, resume that I find very interesting, because it's the one thing he seems to have failed at, because all these other ones, he was really good with getting him into power. Uh, until they, of course, all had to flee with the, the wealth. Uh, it says he was part of um, uh, Pakistan's uh, inner services intelligence. Uh, he helped uh, funnel $4 million to convertly influence U.S. policy towards Pakistan, creating a fake U.S.-based uh, nonprofit uh, uh, company, which under false pretenses lobbied on behalf of Pakistan. Uh, that one didn't work out too well because they were holding Osama bin Laden the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't... Which, um, by the way, as much as the GOP always likes to jump down Obama's throat and say, he had nothing to do with... It was SEAL Team 6 that got o Obama or Osama. Well, while that's true, the thing is, is that actually we have a great deal to thank Obama for because if we'd gone into Palestine and there was no Osama bin Laden there, we would have been in some pretty you deep... Mean, you, mean, um, you, mean you mean Pakistan. Pakistan, uh, yeah. Not, not Palestine. Uh, who Pakistan is what I meant. Yeah, because there was this huge deal about how they told the U.S. to keep their military operations out, and but we decided to infiltrate anyway. We're pretty sure that the guy was there, but we didn't know for a hundred percent. Joe Biden told Obama, you know, don't do this. It's too risky. Don't do this. His military advisors were, you know, split down the middle on what to do, and despite everything. Obama said, "Okay, we're uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go ahead and uh, see what's there." To be fair, at that point, we've killed so many civilians with our drone war and our regular <laughs> war that it like is, is attacking a compound in uh, Pakistan really like yeah, it'd be like a little bit of a political. Oh no, but I don't think that would be like the thing to sink U.S. policy. Uh, but he did it when a lot of people were telling him no. So yeah. you know, we have a little bit of credit. Well, they say that SEAL favor. Team 6 did it, but I mean, who was playing SEAL Team 6 like uh, like it was friggin' Call of Duty, President Obama? Uh, this guy right here. 
who's got uh, two thumbs and uh, higher approval ratings than uh, Donald Trump. I will say, I will see your Obama's getting a lot of better. Uh, speaking of Palestine, though, I'm glad you brought it up. Trump's going to cut all funding for Palestinian uh, refugees. Yeah, that, that, that's why I said it on accident because uh, I was thinking about that as soon as you mentioned the other place. So, like, oh yeah. If you don't so know a lot America's, about, we we uh, talked about the Arab-Israeli conflict uh, previously, but like, yeah, it's. Like it's a problem that's not going to get better till everybody comes to the table over there and decides that there is no two-state solution. It's a one-state solution where everybody is you of yeah, that of that state. Separate but equal never works. And by the way, Donald Trump has snuck that into speeches in the past. I forgot what the context was. He was like, "Okay, it's going to be separate but equal." Yeah. So, oh, um, space force. He said that was space force. It's going to be space force. We're going to. The Air Force, and we're going to have Space Force, okay? Separate but equal. <laughs> There's going to be a black Space Force and a white Space Force. <laughs> you know what? I'm I I let's you know what? Let's send him up first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh God. Okay, so this is probably going to take a long time. So that's what she said. Oh. The, <laughs> and I was all like, not so much, lady. <laughs> okay. It's uh going to take me about uh 23 seconds. All right. Go. <laughs> I like to, how you do that. This. I like how you do that as Obama. And everyone was <laughs> warning Obama. They're like, Obama, don't do it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go in there. And you know what, Michelle? It's only going to take five minutes. And I don't apologize. <laughs> I'm a busy yeah. man. And I've got a lot to do. Including that uh, sweet ass. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> damn it. Um... <laughs> Okay, so the timeline for Trump's impeachment. This is, not going to lie, a huge tech stump from a, uh, a website that I read a lot. And I meant to, like, paraphrase all this, rewrite it, go through, do a lot of um, fancy up so I wouldn't just be if I can rereading make it, this guy's words. If I can make a suggestion, why don't you just do the Jurassic Park, where it's just like, do the God creates dinosaurs, uh, God kills dinosaurs, uh, God creates man, man destroys uh, God, uh Man, that'd be great. But I don't remember all the dinosaurs. all the beats to this. Woman rules the earth. <laughs> that'd be great, but I don't remember all the beats to this. Plus, I mean, I think it's in. I think it's deeply interesting. So I'd like to get I mean, into the meat. I think of it's. It. I mean, I think it's going to go a little bit like uh, uh, democracy is created. Uh, democracy elects Trump. Trump kills democracy. Uh, <laughs> Trump rules the world. Well, it's, it's not the full history of um, Trump comes to power in 1812 and yada, yada, yada. It's going to be like from here, basically, what happens. Starting back... Uh, anyway, I I'll just get into it. Okay, can, uh, you, virtual... can, can you do it like a movie trailer? I mean, it's going to take long enough to read without doing a voice. If we're all like, this summer. <laughs> in a world. Uh, so... Most of what I'm about to read credit goes to uh, Scro, but that's just because I thought that this was a really good post, and I wanted to share it with well, our where, audience. If, if, if people want to do some, some extra reading, where would they be able to find Scro's stuff? I mean, this is like embedded on page page 552 of MMO Champions Politics Forms. Well, you can at least Google him. It's S-K-R-O-E, Scro. Correct. He's generally, like, we like him because he's generally a pretty accurate uh, political forecaster, especially in the world yes. where political forecasts can be wildly wrong because all the variables are new. Right. This is a guy that's kept track of politics for a long time. He is historically conservative. He is a Republican. But he uh, he's 
like what you would call a real Republican. Like he's that for philosophical reasons, for deeply personal reasons that go beyond just saying no to Democrats, right? Like this new brand of Republicans disgusts him because all they want to do is say no to Dems. He's more like, I think he said a Goldwater Republican. I don't remember what, but he believes in certain or he believes in fiscal responsibility. He believes in paying debts and um, uh, he believes in capitalism in a better form than just letting businesses run all over people. It's uh, He's a real conservative. That's what I'm getting at. Right. And he has stepped away from the Republican Party after a long, long time. It um, He said that it took him so long to pull the trigger because once he leaves the Republican Party, he's not going back to him, right? He's not like a Trump supporter who will change his mind on a dime. If he makes a shift, it will be for real and it will be permanent, which is also one thing... I want to say I hate it when people won't forgive people in politics because Hillary Clinton, yes, she did used to be anti-gay a long time ago, and she has changed to pro-gay during, I think it was Bill, I don't remember exactly when, but people still say, oh, you know, you can't trust her. It's like, well, you know, let her change her mind, okay? It's one change in like 30 years, and it's for the better. If you won't, if you won't forgive people for past transgressions then why should they ever change right yeah but anyway let's not let's not get into all that because this is um this is enough of that and now let's get on to the uh the meat of this topic which is this is most likely going to be the timeline for trump's impeachment and removal from office da -da -da. Okay, it was said during the investigation into Cohen, most of Trump's legal team quitting and Trump's subsequently starting to get uh, aggressive and personal against Mueller in the spring was the end of the beginning. And I agree with that. And I think that Trump's Black Tuesday was the start of the middle. Wait, wait, wait. Did you mean it was the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end? The end of the beginning. Okay, so now we're... We're the... talking about... Right. So now we're in the start of the middle. <laughs> All right. So, uh, don't you remember back whenever um, the investigation into Cohen happened and uh, they raided his apartment? That yes. wasn't the that wasn't the beginning of the end. They're not saying the end game happens now. They're saying that's just the end of the beginning. Okay. All but right. now, starting with uh, Black Tuesday is the start of the middle. Black Tuesday being Manafort's ruling and uh, Cohen saying that Trump's a criminal on the same day and saying that he's a criminal in a way that really counts, meaning Cohen's doing jail time for admitting, confessing to crimes, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's Black Tuesday, and that's when Trump really started to go unhinged. Like, we're seeing 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 5 a.m. tweets every single day now in all caps. Witch hunt! Witch hunt, okay? Fake news. Well, it still makes me mad that he keeps calling it a fake witch hunt, which is like, look, it's either a witch hunt or it's not, but if it's a fake witch hunt, then that means you're guilty, you idiot. <laughs> then it's yeah. just a re regular so, hunt. So between now and then was a kind of mid-season break in this nightmare drama. We're not close to this being over, but this is a big step forward and an important step. The day after Trump was inaugurated... Scro wrote at length about how he thought Trump was going to be removed from office, either by impeachment or resignation, and he said two things. It's not going to come fast. Some people predicted Trump wouldn't make it six months or a year. Scro said the Trump's administration would collapse between summer of 2018 and late summer, mid-fall 2019, 
if he lasts to Thanksgiving 2019, he will make it to the 2020 election. Yeah. That means right now, we're in the opening months of the siege of the Trump administration. And right now, we're starting to build siege towers and fortification, bombardments. Besides, some uh, initial volley starts later. In other words, we could have another year and change of this. I think that... Um, and I will say right quick, Peter, if you want to bring up the document I sent you earlier, you could actually read some of these paragraphs and we could like swap back and forth. Um, this might uh, take a while. Yeah, if I can find a way to open it. I don't know where it went. Um, okay, well, well, there we go. That, I'll jump to the... I found it. Mm-hmm. I found it. Um, so where, 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 where did you leave us off on this? Uh, under uh, page two near the bottom, last paragraph right there, I said... In, so whatever it says, I said, just say Scrooge said, and the 2018 election is essential to the effort to defeat Trump. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with this because it's saying that like, uh, um, so Scrooge's point in this paragraph is that for Trump to be defeated, the people that back him need to lose badly, right? Because right now Trump has this thing um, where if he goes out and supports a Republican candidate in the primary, that Republican wins, right? Right. So he still has value in power. People that, that cling to him and cling to power, still has, has, he still has value. That hasn't happened often. I mean, he did. He has backed a lot of losers, including Roy Moore. Yeah. Well, they lose the. Here's the thing, though. They win the primary, but they lose the general election. Yeah. So right now he helps them win the primary. Yes, that's my point. So he helps them win the Republican primary, but then they usually lose to a Democrat in a heavy Republican area. Uh, now, Scrooge yeah. says, uh, the key reason is I never thought Trump would be removed in his first year, even up to today, is uh, the Republicans have been craving for years, uh, the parties and all that, but a lot of uh, the political class uh, is extremely opportunistic, and that's what I'm talking about, me, Peter. Um, is that as long as he has value to them, uh, you'll still see like the Nunes just like, Trump, look what they said about you. Oh my God. Um, So for all of his nonsense, uh, they're getting to two things they want. A massive tax cut uh, for, you know, their donors and federal courts packed with conservatives, right? Beyond that, they don't really care. Uh, Even deregulation is more of a soundbite for the rubes because Republican money men who make everything happen uh, to know that their companies have to be able to operate in a regulatory environment that exists regardless of which party holds the presidency. In any event, uh, their mostly global business has to operate in an international regulatory environment, and that doesn't shift because the Republican is president. So that's the thing we're saying is there will be there will be a time period after Trump, and the rest of the world still exists. It's just like yeah. when they tried to say that White House lawyers were like, mm, that's not really torture. The UN goes... Uh, yeah, it is, and you can't just have a lawyer decide that that's not torture. That's You don't make international policy. Yep. So, Scro's, uh prediction, he says he's going to stick his neck out. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, if he gets to an impeachment trial in the Senate, as in he fights rather than resigns, he will be removed uh, with more than 80 senators voting against him, all Democrats and 25 to 35 Republicans. Don't um, look at me like I'm nuts. I'm not ascribing patriotism to these people. I'm ascribing... Pr- craven political calculus to it. Uh, right, right now, Donald Trump is perceived as a winner in hard Republican circles. You have to look at the absurd defenses his Bulgarian horde puts up uh, that the establishment political class parrots. Uh, they're uh, a defense of him as a success. And that's what I'm saying. So as long as he still holds political value, he holds some coinage, right? 
But when yep. you see these motherfuckers losing hard in the midterms, and it's already looking close, like you've got a Republican—I'm mean, sorry—you've got a—you've got a, you've got a uh, black woman who's running as the Democratic uh, governor of Georgia. You have—we uh, yeah. talked about it. I think we talked about it last time. Uh, you have a—you uh, have a black man running as the Democratic governor of Florida. Both of those states are purple. Uh, you are going to see these—you very possibly see these big flips in the midterms. Yep. Which should be wonderful. So he will lose the house in November. That's what everyone's saying right now. He has almost no chance of keeping the house. And this is huge. Like this is I want to get off of this for just a second yeah. and remind people that the Republicans have had a stranglehold on the House since two years into Obama's presidency because the Republicans hated Obama just as much as Democrats hate Trump. But Democrats hate Trump because he's a monster, whereas Republicans hated Obama because he was black. And they were able to and use so the racism to galvanize to the base and, and get and hang on to the House. Yeah, and that... And they created the Tea Party specifically as a reaction to Obama, and the Tea Party managed to steal a tremendous number of seats in the house and they all went in under the republican title but they weren't republicans they were tea partiers but they just all fell under that one giant umbrella and suddenly it looks like the republicans hold an astronomical amount of the house and then like they combine with the with some other people and they all become the freedom caucus and that freedom caucus is what has survived to today and but that's finally going to get gutted from the system if you're a if you're a stephen king fan and you've read any of the gunslinger series at all right now the house looks like the way they described the uh the sort of darkness between dimensions which is a horrible dark realm full of awful monsters that want nothing more than to hurt you and that's what the house is right now Yep, they are they are the rats in the walls. Yeah, and we need to gas them, get them out of there, and get some sunlight back into there because that's the best disinfectant. I, By sunlight, I, I mean I'm just some I'm disagreeing Democrats. with so much of what you're saying. Sunlight doesn't disinfect dead rats, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a million sunlights and a million, you're rats. gonna end up with a, with walls full of just dead rotting meat. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he's going to lose the house in November, and he will at best seat or trade or gain one seat in the Senate, right? They might actually lose the Senate, but that's extremely unlikely. Like, don't hold out for the Senate because well, most of their people aren't up for re-election until 2020. Right. And even this, that brings us even, to the Senate map for Republicans in 2020 looking very, very dark. Even the Republican Senate has been kind of like the voice of reason in all this, whereas like... The House will pass a bill to reinstate slavery. The Senate will then usually shoot it down. Yeah, yeah, and it'll only be shot down by, like, you know, all the Democrats will vote no, and then all the Republicans will vote yes, except for, like, two holdouts, plus John McCain, who we don't even have anymore. And then we don't get slavery reinstated. Yeah. Um, so, basically, what, what the way this gross so, sums this part up is that because the Republicans will already have what they want out of Trump, which is transforming the federal judiciary and getting their tax cut, he doesn't have any usefulness. And when people start seeing that being backed by Trump may help you win the primary, but it loses you the uh, general election, election then they're going to start pivoting hard and he's going to start losing friends fast. And we've talked about that before. People don't also, Go ahead. I was going to say, and there's nothing else for him to win for them at this point. He's already being painted as a loser at this point. But what else is he going to give them? Another tax cut? Another Supreme Court opening? All that's gone. Like, all that's in the past. He's already reversed every um, 
policy that they could want him to reverse, so he's just sitting around filling up space and costing them elections. By next year, Trump will be held responsible for losing the House, making Republican Senate changes in 2020 look ominous, and the Republicans will have largely completed their effort in transforming the federal judiciary in... What I like is what what Scro brings up, which is awesome, is that uh, with Democrats controlling the House, they can do things like releasing his tax returns via the Ways and Means Committee and holding real investigations into the 2016 uh, by the Senate Intelligence Committee on the hearings and stuff like that. That's what I've said for a long time. Go ahead. I was going to say, oh, and just um, for the laughs, did you know that uh, the House is also, I mean, Democrats in the House are already saying that they're going to open up investigations into the private email server that uh, the Trump administration had put into the White House. Yeah, why would just you? just to say fuck you for all the buttery mails um, bullshit. Yeah, um, did you want to go? Because we're running out of time here. I mean, we can do more of this. Uh, we, go ahead. We we uh, we can we can go a bit long today. All right, because yeah, there's a lot here, and so like I don't want to read the whole thing out loud. Um, but uh, we, so um, anyway, the the next big thing for us to know is that the Dems need to win hard yeah. in November, and then he'll start being counted as a loser. So um, Trump is being set up like the moron he is. Oh, here we go. But I believe that that's the only way still. Just as, ah, uh, yeah, and we bring up something that I actually brought up a long time ago, that the way that we can fix the Supreme Court is to change it from 9 to 11 justices so that we can fix the balance. And um, anyway, I'll just skip down to this. Trump is being set up, and like the moron he is, he's walking right into it. Cohen right now is the first big hit. The big hits to come are what will come from Manafort, and more important, or more Manafort's more important second trial. The verdict for that will land weeks before the 2018 election, and we'll learn more about Manafort's ties to Russia and probably another Trump Tower bombshell. After the election, in which he loses badly and is panicked about a Democratic House investigating him in 2019, uh, a weakened and increasingly cornered Trump will then attempt to assert his authority and defend himself. He will not fire Mueller yet, but he will fire Sessions and he will fire Rosenstein. He will hope that a Republican Senate that has one more seat in 2019 will get him somebody he wants to be attorney general and what he's really doing is buying time and hoping for the solicitor general uh noel francisco will be more favorable to him than rosenstein was this is a patch not a plan of course and of course francisco who has a long career in government and presumably wants to not wreck himself on trump turns out to be not any more favorable will turn out to be not any more favorable than rosenstein remember the first rule of politics self-preservation is king nobody will fall on their sword for a defeated trump once again underscoring why a 2018 democratic victory has always been the essential ingredient the firing of sessions and Mueller will cause a slow motion constitutional crisis the what? lame duck session only has a couple of legislative leaks legislative weeks before the Christmas break. They'll be focused on funding the government for fiscal year 2019, something that's been, they've been doing, but will wrap up in an omnibus. And they'll do that in earnest because they know 2019 will be impeachment year. Democrats will be making statements about planned investigations into Trump once they take over in January. Republicans will say nothing publicly behind closed door. The growing consensus will be, this man has got to go next year. So that Pence or somebody else can 
have at least part of 2019 and all of 2020 to stabilize the party's political future. Um, so, yeah, man, like, and the thing about Pence and the reason I'm not worried about him is because he's going to be a classic lame duck president. He wasn't elected. He doesn't have the charisma that Trump has. I don't think that he'll win in a general election. I don't even know if the Republicans will run him uh, in 2020. Uh, probably not. Because I mean, he does have, like, a, a campaign set up, but... Oh my God, this does go on for a while. I will summarize. He um he believes that come February is when all the real bomb is whenever Mueller's going to put out all of his um findings, and Trump will refuse to step down whenever it all becomes public. And so the trials will begin, and the impeachment process will begin, and it's going to get really, really, really ugly between February and June. And sometime in June is when he's finally going to step down. Yeah. So yeah. So you know that like he he's definitely he's so dumb and under the so that's the thing about Nixon. Say what you will about Nixon being crooked. Nixon was a very smart, very capable political operator, right? Yes. And he knew. And you can argue. You've said before he loved the country. I don't know if he loved the country, but he did not want to go through a lengthy uh, impeachment process that would probably force him from office anyway. Yeah. Uh, I imagine uh, that this, if it doesn't kill Trump. As in, like, if he doesn't have a heart attack or a fucking brain aneurysm or something like that? Because this is a lot of stress to be under. Um, yeah, he'll yeah, fight it and, all the way. And this is a an obese man he lies about his weight. If anyone's like, he's not obese yet. Yeah, yeah, yes, he is. Dude! He lies about his weight. He's a, this is an obese man that eats nothing but fast food. He never exercises and has bragged about never exercising. He yeah. moves a minimal amount, usually just enough movement to eat paper on his desk. And, <laughs> yeah, like, he is the definition of unhealthy. It is a miracle that he's still alive it really is just his genes that are keeping him alive at this point yeah or and the his power tremendous of, amounts of money and the power of satan yeah and satan uh Hail satan. so he goes on to say that basically what will happen is um you'll see a weird uh like the republicans will f the lion will lay down with the lamb and the republicans will work with the democrats like schumer uh and uh oh yes mcconnell also are gonna make a backroom accord to get him the fuck out of there Yes, and I, I agree with that. Um, he predicts that the that Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell will come together and say, you know what, the Democrats will not hammer the Republicans on supporting Trump for the past two years. We'll just we'll pretend like that didn't happen and move forward as equals to make this happen and to get rid of this guy. And Mitch McConnell has a shitload of pull in the Senate. When Mitch McConnell decides, okay, it's time to do something, it's going to happen. He he's going to be able to make twenty to thirty Republicans vote yes on impeaching. Yeah, so I mean that's that's what it's going to come down to. Um, you know, there was talk too about like uh, striking a deal to protect to save his kids. You know, uh, to keep that's them from prosecution. Yeah. Well, number one, I don't think they'd ever strike that deal. Like, oh, if you just leave, we won't prosecute you. I think they're going to pass it off. They're going to be prosecuted. Um, yeah, because here's the problem: a lot of these crimes were committed in New York, and New York hates him. New York will never let go of this red meat. Um you should you should really see the all the videos of uh, cuz I I mean I've I've I've, I've walked by Trump Tower all the time cuz it's right next to Central Park and like at any point people are out there protesting just walking by with videos giving it the finger. Uh yeah, he is not a popular guy in his own home state. Yeah. So so yeah, that's I mean, the uh, yeah that's wow. that's that's the basic timeline. I'd love to get in, into into more of this. Um, we might have to do a part two uh, next week. May have to. There is um, one other thing. Well, actually, there's two other things that I wanted to talk about. One is um, about Nancy Pelosi, and the other is about Rudy Giuliani. 
but we don't have nearly enough time for all of this. So stay tuned for next week. We'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Uh, Ruly, Ruly, Ru, 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 I can't even get his name right. Rudy Giuliani and Nancy Pelosi. Will they get married? <laughs> what, what, oh, what's their celebrity couple name going to be? Uh, uh, Rancy Gelosi? Uh, <laughs> Nancy Gelosi. Ah, uh, stay uh, tuned for Nancy Gelosi. Nancy Gelosi. Do you think that when he comes, Giuliani screams 9-11 or America? 9-11 Yeah, um, Scro says that nobody in politics has fallen as far as Rudy Giuliani. This was a guy who was on top of the fucking world in 2001, and today he's just a weird creature making weird, making faces and being Trump's mouthpiece. mouthpiece. They brought up a, they brought up a good point, but we'll save, we'll yeah. save, uh, we'll, we'll call this, um, We'll call this what? Do, what do we want to call this? The uh, uh, the fall of Donald Trump, part one. Yar. So yeah. So stay Trump, tuned for next week Trump when we'll fall. get into the the fall of Donald Trump, uh, part two. Um, Trump. We can call it Trump fall part one, and then Trump fall part two. What Just was one the, word? What was Trump the name fall. of that that first uh, Daniel Craig uh, uh, James Bond movie? Oh. Uh, I don't know the different bonds. I don't know. Why don't we just call this from With Russia With Love, Part 1, The Fall of Donald Trump. <laughs> it's a long title. It is a long title. Okay, fine. Stay, t- stay tuned next week for Part 2, you bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah. America! America! Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, we'll stay, t- stay tuned for that next ah, time. Ah, he's leaving us hanging! Fine.